In Washington, I'm Tommy McFly. And I'm Kelly Collis. Over the next 30-some minutes, we'll take a deep dive into No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what we do. On the Tommy and Kelly Show, you can expect all things real fun D.C. Anything that has to do with D.C., like Jose Andreas, the pandas, the monuments. And, of course, we live in the District of Champions with our winning Nats, Caps, and Mystics. Kelly gets a little carried away on the sports stuff sometimes. That's true. For the last decade, we've been having a conversation about life in the nation's capital. We're glad you're here. Let's get started. It's Thursday, May 20th, and we've got about four or five Real Fun DC headlines we just thought you needed to have in your life or you could not go on. I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis, and I'm not sure this falls in the Real Fun category, but you definitely need to know about it. There's something called Cove Rage. You can imagine it stems from all the things that we've been going through over the last year. Also, we've got some good news about museums reopening for the weekend. And um, Ocean City is making national headlines, our little beach in Maryland. What a little beach. (laughs) You've heard so much about the cicadas. Maybe you've heard about the cicadas. Has anybody posted a photo of the cicadas on the internet? In case no one has, somebody should. But we talked online about um, where you were 17 years ago. And I just love the stories from our Tommy and Kelly show family. Um, Plus, Kelly, I think I might have taken the most DC selfie that has ever been taken. (laughs) No, it's not a panda selfie. I will get there someday, I hope. I can't wait to see it, Tommy. Let's get right into it. Tomorrow, more of the Smithsonian Museums open up. This is awesome. So the National Zoo is opening up. You can go see the panda, who's a big Caps fan. Also, the National Museum of the American Indian opens up, and the American History Museum opens up, which is awesome. It's all ticketed reservations you got to go online ahead of time and reserve your spot because they're not like fully open all 100 percent yet but i got um with our pals at nbc4 i got to go into the american indian museum and the american history museum and um what's really cool is the the teams there are just like vibrating they're so excited to have people back into the museums and i walked through american history american indian as like the only human in the museum and it's it's awful you need to have people in a giant museum (laughs) well did they just keep things uh updated did they dust everything off and they're ready actually fun thing i was like so can i go see the muppets and they're like no they're covered and i was like oh right makes sense i was like all right cool how about the dress from crazy rich asians and they're like also covered and i was like when was the last time that you guys covered stuff in here and they're like Basically never, but we didn't know how long it would be. And they wanted to preserve the artifacts. Um, I did get to see Dorothy's shoes. Those are still sparkling and wonderful. Um, I also went up and checked out the Star Spangled Banner. Turns out our flag was still there. So that's great. (laughs) That's good. I know we've been through a lot, but I'm glad that all that's still there. I can't wait to go check it out. What's neat, too, about the American History Museum, um, I don't know if the other ones are doing this. Uh, also, the Renwick's open already. The Portrait Gallery's open. The National Museum of African American History and Culture already opened up, like, last week. But they have where you would normally go to the desk to be like, where's the bathrooms? And, like, where's the Muppets? And, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, they have the four people in the desk, but they're on Zoom. So the the docents and the volunteers are, like, sitting at home on Zoom and they have this really great like HD camera speaker setup. So you like stand on the little bubble and they're like, how can I help you today? And you're like, where can I find the um, whatever you want to ask for from the American History Museum? You know, where can I find the, the Stonewall 50 year exhibit? And they're like, oh, that's over to the left and back to the right. 
And I, I asked him a lot of questions from the bathrooms to like, where's the superhero costumes? And they knew every single thing. I was really impressed. <laughs> I'm glad you tested them. Of course they know everything. I, I had to test. Her. I had to kick the tires on it. Kelly, they've been closed for like 12, 12 months. No, they're amazing. That's really cool that they're yeah. doing that. Yeah. And it's going to be more people are around. It's going to mean people supporting restaurants in downtown. And we're going to start to see um, some of the tourist action, which is really great that, that they're coming back to DC. Yes. And we love that there are going to be more people out, but you got to be careful because as we're all coming out, it's been a long time. We're used to driving around without traffic, not having to stand in line unless you had to stand in line for toilet paper at the grocery store. Um, you know, kind of the everyday routines were a little bit out of whack. And uh, Mimi Montgomery from the Washingtonian did a story and co coined a term called Cove Rage. <laughs> where the belligerence and frustration that comes with releasing a bunch of raw nerve people back into the wild. So, I yeah, I mean, I could, I've been out and about more into the traffic and there's construction because it's summertime and that's typically when construction happens here in DC. Um, and we've all been isolated. That's going back these everyday things that we used to kind of tolerate mm -hmm. um, are going to be kind of a transition time. So cove rage. So people just take a deep breath. There's going to be people out. There's going to be people wearing. Oh, and the other thing, a part of this is with the mask mandates being lifted and some places aren't lifting them and indoors is a big question mark. And some people just want to continue to wear their masks. Some people are not. There is some tension between those factions. So I'm just warning you. <laughs> it is a thing. Try to deal with it. Talk to your shrink. Take a deep breath. <laughs> whatever it is that you need to do to just kind of like temper that cove rage they're comparing it to like a road rage cove rage if mm -hmm. symptoms persist more than two to three weeks please see your doctor about cove rage <laughs> i actually as like the mask thing is becoming more and more clear by the day but it had been less clear i was i'm vaccinated i'm living in the city and i walk around outside without my mask on but i almost i've been like wearing it on my wrist to be like no i'm not an anti-masker like i have it i just i'm vaccinated but like and I can't have that conversation with everybody I pass in the street. So it's, it's very awkward because you want to be like, no, no, I'm following the rules. I promise I'm being good. I promise that. Yeah. Or you could be judging the people that are wearing the mask. Also that too, right? Like, <laughs> right. did you not get vaccinated or did you right. not hear the, did you, did you not hear the bulletin? Like what's going on there? Right. <laughs> totally. And I try not to be judgmental. The best I can. <laughs> okay, well, that would be part of Cove Rage. So you're welcome. You Now you know that term. Thank you, Mimi Montgomery, for introducing that to us and making us feel a little bit more normal. I got a small C Cove Rage, a little one. <laughs> a little, little baby one. C Cove Rage, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, wait. I got Cove Irritation. <laughs> wait till the tourists come back to D.C. That might just get it all going, too. I swear to goodness, I might hug everyone on that I see. They're like, welcome back. Thank you for supporting our city. Welcome back. Everything I said about you before, I totally take it back. I'm so sorry. I'm happy you're here. Although I, I was um, out on the National Mall yesterday where I took the most DC selfie ever, but I went for a run and I was seeing like definitely tourists who were touring, which was awesome. It was awesome. Well, it's funny you say that. So the US, we'll get to yourself in a second, but US News and World Report did a best weekend getaways comma of the south and i guess dc is considered the south because yeah, I guess we so. dc made the list as number eight um as a good weekend getaway so that's kind of cool to see that yeah. because one to see a list like this because right people are starting to travel but also um ocean city maryland also made the uh best weekend getaways comma of the south now i don't 
I think there's a lot of argument whether Maryland is considered the South or not, but apparently uh, they made number 18. But this is what's amazing. Ocean City, Maryland beat out Nashville, South Padre Island, and Baltimore as a best weekend getaway. Huh. Yeah. So That's I, wild. Of comma of the South. <laughs> right. Of comma of the South. <laughs> but well, Nashville, I've been to Nashville and I've been to Ocean City. I'm sorry. I would choose Nashville every single day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I, I would too. I mean, Ocean City is nice, but it, right, it, it's no South Padre Island, which I've never <laughs> been to South Padre Island, but I, I Key it's West. A party. How did that not make it? Um, no, well, Miami and the, they're they're just higher up on the list. Ah, got it. Okay, yeah. but you know, Ocean City number eighteen and DC made it too. Yep. Yeah, um, uh, Maryland is south. It's below the Mason Dixon line. Very, very famously, that was the difference between the South and the North. It, for sure. I just don't think Marylanders consider themselves Southerners. That's all. Got it. Oh, I will tell you, though, Kelly, I was stopped in the street by this woman who rocked my world, Robin Cunningham. She's from Alexandria. I was walking maskless because I'm vaccinated. And she was like, oh, my God, Tommy, whatever happened to you and Kelly? Blah, 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 blah. So we got the whole like caught up and she subscribed to the channel. But she said that her and her sister, who both live here and they moved down from, I believe, New York. Um, but she goes, I used to love listening to you guys on the radio because you just sounded so northern <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know what that means but i was like i'll take it as a compliment thank you <laughs> okay <laughs> I, 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 I i don't know what that means uh that we sounded so northern but i loved it i was like yeah you're right i'm from scranton and and i think i think it might have truthfully been kelly that you don't suffer fools and you are sometimes a little direct in your opinions which i think is where that came from it's very northern <laughs> and i know that because she specifically said that so okay, that's possibly where it came from too i totally fair. forgot to tell you that though yes big shout out to robin for um for getting involved and stopping me in the street made my damn day oh that's great us being all northern <laughs> So, so many people who are Northern didn't have to worry about 17 years ago was the cicada invasion. Cause that's a very mid Atlantic thing. And, uh, I've been seeing as you have all the cicada things, Kelly talked yesterday in our episode, if you want to go back and listen about the plight of cicadas and how you have empathy for them, which I appreciate, but I was asking where you were 17 years ago. And if you remember the cicadas, I was, I was still living in the North then. So I, <laughs> I wasn't, um, I wasn't privy to the cicada invasion in Scranton, but how about you, Cal? Um, I had just given birth to my first child and um, I was, um, you know, it was on maternity leave, would enjoy some walks because I had a really tough delivery. So I was more waddling. And I just remember being like seeing all these cicadas, like trying to navigate them with the stroller and not doing the thing and trying to walk. And they're just cicadas everywhere. And yeah. Um, so that is, that's how I, uh, my son just turned 17. So that, wow. I will always remember that. So Brian says 17 years ago was visiting DC from Iowa on a high school band trip and remembers <laughs> finding them interesting and creepy. <laughs> Although I got to believe like that was before Instagram. So oh, imagine sure. getting here and being like, what in the world is happening here? <laughs> uh, Brandy says, uh, she was living in Farrellington and remembers a sidewalk being covered. Um, John, uh, D was a four-year-old hunting them outside. And, um, Florence commented that she was not living in DC and didn't understand what was going on. And now 
this year, one flew into her back seat and it was, she sent up, posted a photo of it hanging on in the back seat of the car. Not wearing yeah, they, a safety belt, but yeah, they, um, they, they won't hurt you, but it is a little startling because they are, you know, they're a couple inches big. Mm-hmm. I have oh. a convertible too. And that's like my biggest fear. Like I will not put down the convertible because I don't want them flying in the car and just like, because it, it's just startling. It's going to be picking them out of your teeth. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, Pilar Kelly, I think has a very similar story to you. Um, seven months pregnant, heat and humidity equal to nightmare. <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember it being a traumatic experience or possibly because everything else that was going on. Oh, by the way, 17 years ago was when Hurricane Isabel hit as well. So oh, there geez. you go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then um, just jumped into the conversation. Chouquette Chocolate, uh, which is a lovely local chocolate brand, posted up photos of their chocolate covered cicadas. All right. We knew that th- we, we prepared for this. We knew that this was going to start happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Are you going to try one? Um, yes and no. So actually, um, I've been, so, uh, on NBC, Doug Kammerer made the comment about how he's like, yeah, I need a cicada. And I was like, challenge accepted. So now I am uh, curating a menu of cicadas for him to eat next Wednesday. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. He's looking chefs, forward to that. <laughs> got some snacks. I think it escalated more quickly than he thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably so annoyed with you. <laughs> I'm making a menu. It's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like hoping for like a winter storm to happen <laughs> so he can get out of it. Yep. yep. <laughs> Next Wednesday, 4 to 7 p.m. on NBC4. <laughs> Poor man. I can't even tell you how excited I am to find things for him to eat that have cicadas in them. <laughs> um, let's talk about... I appreciate you indulging me in this. I think I nailed the most perfect DC selfie, Kelly. I was out for a run, going up by the monuments, by the Lincoln, and I was coming back. And Marine One was landing with the president, taking him home, his little like helicopter Uber. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to wait till that helicopter leaves. So I hung out, did a little bit of me time, a little meditating, and then it happened. Nailed it. Nailed it. Marine One selfie. Put it on the list. Can't you just go for a walk and just like enjoy it without having your phone stitched to your hand? <laughs> well, my phone was playing the Dixie Chicks, so that's why I was like running with that. And then I, um, the Chicks, and then uh, I saw the helicopter about to take off. So I was like, this is perfect timing. Look at that. Good for you, Tommy. That the angle of your face is that's not the best angle and not the most flattering angle. Oh, I know. Face. It looks absolutely terrible. You should never take an upshot, but then like right. hanging your head over top of the camera. Yeah, gravity is not my friend in that photo. <laughs> but it's not about me, Kelly. It's about Marine One, the helicopter. Well, then why did your face have to be in it? <laughs> because I wanted to show how good I was at lining things up. <laughs> good for you, Tommy. I hope you got lots of likes and engagement and all the things that mean a lot to you. <laughs> when I made an Instagram reel, I filtered it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Me, not the helicopter. <laughs> Helicopter's fine. Hey, um, really cool. I don't know if you know about the band that has 8 million people watching them over the pandemic, comma, from a basement in Sterling, Virginia. <laughs> That's amazing. So this group, Sub Radio, they um, have been playing since they were at Potomac Falls High School together. And the six of them have kept this band together in different forms for like a decade. And throughout the pandemic, before the pandemic, they were going to play South by Southwest. They were going to um, do a national tour around the country in 2020. That obviously didn't happen. 
they started like many groups like playing on Instagram and Facebook and being like, love us, please. And then they got on Reddit and they have had 8 million people watch their performances on Reddit. And That's I got so to, cool. Yeah, they're awesome. I got to chat with the guys, a sub radio. So check it out. It is a funny combination of like we, we of DIY and high production value that I think we've sort of split the difference on really well. Because uh, people like that we're in a, a basement um, and there's no like fog machine. I think for, for viewers, it felt like much more of a show that they were used to going to than like the stuff that they had been watching during quarantine. As a matter of fact, more than 8 million people have been watching sub radio live from a basement in Sterling, Virginia. We kind of just set this up like uh, anybody would set up the sound in their uh, regular old band practice. You know, you play a little bit, you listen back to it you're like, oh, that's awful. And you keep tweaking it. <laughs> and we would do that for hours until we were happy with it. How is that being a band going to high school together? But I feel like potting together probably is a whole other level. Yeah, no, I think we've been pretty good about it. It's been, no, nobody, nobody got sick um, uh, in, in the immediate family because of uh, band activities. So I feel pretty good about that. That's awesome. That's a win in itself. I mean, people are just like, hey, we didn't kill each other or get divorced. So therefore, that's a win. And bands have the same, same situation to worry about, I guess, right? We did not kill each other or get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, still all married to Not you. yet. <laughs> what does it look like to be a local band that's making high quality stuff that's had tour opportunities in the past? That's like right there, right? You guys have been grinding it out forever. Right now, it's a lot of Zoom calls. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we're talking to uh, lame TV reporters from local <laughs> affiliates. <laughs> we have been, we've been, we're like, I set busy. six microphones up for this. <laughs> we've been incredibly busy the last few months. I think, especially the Reddit success has sort of kicked it into another gear. And so we've, uh, we've got ourselves a booking agent trying to establish relationships and trying to figure out if venues are going to be open this year. And um, a lot of that is still all question marks. With the fate of their South by Southwest date and national tour still TBD, you can see Sub Radio on Saturday a little closer to home. Yeah, we're playing at Jam and Java. They've been running these socially distant outdoor uh, shows during this quarantine. They're just so fun, and they've got the new single "King of My Heart." It just good, good old stuff. I love, I love seeing local bands and local peeps making it happen. And Reddit, man, they've had quite the year. I mean, them and GameStop, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how the whole GameStop stock thing started was on Reddit. So way to go. Sub radio, the other Reddit story from the last year. <laughs> For sure. Hey, if you want to catch up on any of our past episodes, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want more of this in your day. You can go to the uh, Tommy and Kelly podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Tommy and Kelly and also open up the Real Fun DC app. If you do so before Friday, the 21st at 11 a.m., you got a shot at some baseball tickets, a pair of baseball tickets to see Baltimore versus D.C. Love it. Yeah, it's for Sunday's game. That may What's be the... happening at a place that has a proper noun. We're just not going to mention that. I think I think they know what you're talking about, Tommy. I think I don't know. Should we, should we be more uh, like opaquely obvious about it or just let it roll? <laughs> just let it roll. We'll see you next time.